And now with this week's constituency update, here's Cumberland North MLA, Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin. Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossin, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update. My mission is for you, as MLA of Cumberland North, to influence public policy for the greater good, to promote the people and the area, to grow the economy and GDP, to improve population health, and to work towards us having world-class healthcare services. That is my mission. That is the purpose that I strive to achieve each and every day. Today is Monday, Victoria Day. It's a non-statutory holiday here in Nova Scotia. And for many Canadians, Victoria Day marks the sort of unofficial beginning of summer, with many people opening their summer cabins or cottages. It's a popular holiday as it's the first holiday to take place in our warm summer, the beginning of our warm summer months. Uh, The Victoria Day holiday comes from our British queen that was born on May 24th, 1819. She was a reigning monarch for 63 years. Victoria Day was declared a Canadian holiday by the government of Canada in 1845. And at that time, it was celebrated with picnics, parades, uh, sporting tournaments, fireworks, and cannon salutes. When Queen Victoria died in 1901... Canada's Parliament officially named the holiday Victoria Day, and it was decided that the day would be celebrated on the second last Monday in May in 2020, and this year it's today, May 18th. When I was looking this up, I also found another little interesting piece of history, which some of you may already know, and and that is that Prince Edward, who was Queen Victoria's father, is what Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island is named after Prince Edward, Queen Victoria's father. So a little piece of history information there today. This Victoria Day is going to be different for many of us. As a businesswoman and as a nurse, I never really took Victoria Day off. My husband, Murray, and I never have owned a cottage or a camper. So we personally, as a family, don't have a tradition that we're missing today. Uh, My husband's working today, as am I. But I know that many of you listening are missing your traditions of Victoria Day weekend. I just want you to know that I'm thinking of you. And I know some of you are angry. Some of you are especially angry right now at the border restrictions between Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. Um, I've been contacted by many people who own campers or cottages in southern New Brunswick and are unable to go to them due to the COVID-19 pandemic rules that have been put in place uh, specifically at the New Brunswick border. The New Brunswick government have restricted access into their province even greater over the last two weeks, and it has caused a lot of anguish and problems here for folks here in Cumberland North, for sure. By far, uh, the Nova Scotia-New Brunswick border is the single most significant issue that I'm receiving complaints and messages about daily and have been for the past eight weeks. I just want you to know that I am working on this daily, working with others. I'm working with the MLA in Sackville area, Megan Mitten. Uh, We're actually having a business meeting tomorrow with some business leaders about this. We need to try to find, look for solutions and opportunities during these challenging times. And I'm also working with uh, communicating to the three maritime governments 
and asking them to start working together, start working on these border rules collaboratively, start working as a region instead of in isolation from each other. The fact of the matter is all three provinces have had fairly good results from the pandemic. And now in Nova Scotia, we do have an outbreak in our nursing home in Northwood Manor, but it's in Halifax and it's quite isolated. And outside of that specific area, we're actually doing quite well as a province. So I'm encouraging all three maritime provinces to start working in collaboration to, uh, we must work wiser. And those of you that are listening know that we have a very natural economic relationship with Southern New Brunswick here in, in Cumberland County. We also have family, cultural, and social ties and relationships. And right now we're being punished because of our geography and for no other reason. If we removed the quote unquote borders of our provinces and made decisions that were based on science and made decisions for this pandemic based on actual public health infection controls, then we would be allowing trade and movement within this bubble of Cumberland County and Westmoreland County and Southern New Brunswick. So I'm going to continue to advocate for maritime and regional decision-making. This also applies to our healthcare services. Healthcare here in Canada is led by the Canada Health Act. It's a federal act, and there's five principles of this act. They are public administration, accessibility, comprehensiveness, universality, and the fifth one is portability. And this portability criterion requires that provinces extend medical services, hospital and physician, across provinces and territories. Now, we're used to being able to travel 40 minutes to Moncton for specialty services and appointments and treatments in our healthcare system. And that has been removed for most people. And now people are being required to travel two hours to Halifax instead of 40 minutes to Moncton. So we do need to be looking at these restrictions that are currently being in place. They certainly do not help us here in Cumberland in any way. And the fact of the matter is, we have not had any known positive cases here in Cumberland. I'm praying and hopeful that that will continue. But we must be working collaboratively and regionally with our neighboring provinces to make sure that we're making the best decisions for our citizens. And I'm going to be continuing to advocate that we remove the restrictions that are not allowing citizens from Cumberland County to be traveling into New Brunswick for healthcare services that are needed. So I will continue to work on this, but I, I wanted to mention this to you today. On a different topic, the Minister for Municipal Affairs announced last week, that's Minister Chuck Porter, he announced that the scheduled municipal elections in Nova Scotia will be going on as scheduled. Now, the details of how the elections will be administered has not yet been shared or determined. And before the government released this decision, I do believe there should have been more consultation with municipal governments on how, where, when, and how it will all happen. There's still lots of questions and work that needs to be done in collaboration with municipal governments. I bring this up today because I want you listening to start thinking about who, who do you want leading your municipal governments? Here in Cumberland County, we have three municipal governments. And in my constituency of Cumberland North, we have the town of Amherst, and we have the municipality of Cumberland in my neighboring constituency that Tory Rushton is MLA of Cumberland South. We also have the town of Oxford. 
So in Cumberland County itself, we have three municipal governments that people will be able to go to the polls and vote on this fall. And I ask you, do you have a vision for your community? I ask you, do you have a strong resolve on getting things done? Are you collaborative? Are you a team player? If you answer yes to these questions, then I want you to consider serving your community as a counselor in local government. If you don't have these qualities, but you know someone who does, please support and encourage them to serve. It's not an easy job, but it is certainly an important job and one that is needed to make sure we have a brighter future for our area. So as MLA, I want to see counselors with vision, counselors with ideas, and with guts and determination to make changes. And I want us to see growth. And I want us to focus on building, building our communities, our villages, our towns, and our county, not shrinking. We are a strong people here in Cumberland North and in Cumberland County and the region. And I want us to focus on building together. And it takes all three levels of government working together in one direction. No one person, no one person can do it on their own. We must have collaboration and putting the needs of others ahead of your own. And some leaders can do that and others are not able to do that. So we must have people that are team players that can work with others. And I've always, I heard this many years ago and it really struck with me. And that is leaders create leaders. If you're a leader and you know of someone who would make a great community leader in local municipal government, please encourage them. Now, as a woman, I've heard this and read this on several occasions that it takes on average five times to be asked to run for politics before a woman will say yes, five times. So if you know someone that you believe would make a great local counselor, don't just ask them once. Ask them, you know, persevere and realize that not everyone sees their own great qualities. Not everybody sees their own potential. So if you see that potential in others, please encourage them and continue to encourage them, knowing that research shows that on average, it takes at least a woman five times to be asked before she will actually consider running. Now that's not everyone, but that's on average. So let's all be thinking of who in our communities we want to lead us and let's work towards building and strengthening our own people, building one another up and let's work towards this October for these municipal elections and have the best leaders around the table making good decisions for Cumberland. So last Friday, there were some new public health rules announced by the Premier uh, regarding the pandemic. And I had a few questions about them on the weekend, specifically around the bubble family. So the premier introduced the, quote, immediate family bubble to allow more social connection safely. It is up to you to figure out who is in your immediate family bubble. And it does not have to be someone you are genetically related to, okay? You can choose another household to be your immediate family bubble. It's your decision. There's some families that there's no question it's going to be the grandparents, but in other situations, it may be your neighbors or other friends. Whoever you do choose or whoever you have already chosen, your two households must have to promise to be mutually exclusive. 
So you can only bubble with each other. These are the public health rules, not Elizabeth's rules. These are the public health rules announced Friday. And this is a first step towards opening up our social networks in a measured, safe way. The public health office have placed these measures. When choosing your immediate family bubble, take it slow, make informed decisions, and some questions you can ask yourself in making your decisions are, is anyone sick or showing symptoms that could be COVID-19? Is anyone at higher risk, which would be people with underlying health conditions, elderly people, or those with chronic illness or immune compromised? Or does anyone have frequent contact with the general public? And, you know, my husband and I talked about it. We chose to go visit his mom and and dad, who he, he has not seen in months. And even though they are a family bubble, we still chose to wear masks when we were with them just because they are older. They're both healthy, we're healthy, but we didn't want to take any risks. So be wise in making your decisions and make sure that you are protecting others. Another very important issue right now are businesses and businesses that were mandated to close or chose to close for public health and safety reasons are now preparing to reopen. And just as a reminder, there's a really good website. If you just Google Nova Scotia coronavirus, there's all kinds of links to great information, including a link for businesses specifically on public health rules and guidelines on opening. Uh, Any workplace, business, or organization that isn't deemed essential or not already required to be closed can be open as long as the two meter or six foot distance can be maintained. And if you want, you can look up those social distancing guidelines on the Nova Scotia coronavirus website or call, call me. If anyone has any questions and wants any support or help to reopen your business and need any guidance, please contact me. I'd be more than happy to help in any way. Essential services must enforce social distancing of two meters, six feet between people. And if businesses can't maintain that social distancing because of the physical size of their business, then they must limit the number of customers or clients to no more than five people at a time. So again, there's going to be more information and support coming out for businesses over the next coming, over the coming weeks. But if anyone has any questions and uh, if there's anything I can do to help support that, please call me. My office number is 902 661-2288-902-661-2288. My email address is elizabeth period smith hyphen macrossan at novascotia.ca. Again, elizabeth period smith hyphen macrossan at novascotia.ca. And lastly, I just want to mention how important it is that you take care of your personal health during this pandemic. It's so important that you take care of your body, mind, and spirit. And just keep in mind that your body needs exercise. I found myself with this new routine, sitting at my desk, responding to phone calls and emails from 8 a.m. to midnight most days. I started gaining weight and starting just feeling, you know, not great about that. So three weeks ago, I sat down, I'm like, okay, this is not good. And I created a new, very structured routine for myself. It started at seven in the morning and at 1030 at night, it finished. And I even had in my schedule time to unwind and go to bed. Um, But in this schedule, I scheduled in very specific, important things like meals, healthy snacks, and one hour of exercise every day. So I've been using a treadmill that I had at home, also some weights and incorporating a few sit-ups. 
And listen, I encourage you to do the same. After three weeks of doing this, I already am starting to feel better and my body's feeling stronger and I'm encouraged to continue with this habit. So please take care of your body. And if you need to make changes and and schedule in some physical exercise for yourself, please do so. Your mind also must Uh, You must make it a point of keeping your mind healthy during this pandemic. Your mind needs stimulation and positivity. And ask yourself, how are you keeping your mind healthy during this pandemic? I'm scheduling time each day in my new schedule. I've always wanted to learn to play the piano. So each afternoon, I'm taking a 30-minute break and sitting down and trying to teach myself how to play the piano. And it's something I've always wanted to do. It's stimulating, it's different, it's a healthy change, and music is just so good for the soul and good for the mind as well. So what are you doing to keep your mind healthy during this pandemic? Your spirit also must be attended to and and work on keeping your spirit healthy. And there's no question our spirits have been hurt over the past few months. So much damage and so much change during this pandemic and tragedy here in our province. Uh, But please do not stay in that place of despair. Find ways to encourage your spirit. I start each day with a quiet time of reading and prayer. I think about what I'm grateful for and what I'm thankful for. And then I also place my prayer requests before God. Walks in nature, gardening are also good for the mind, body, and soul. Helping others in need is good for our souls. And so I wanted to mention all of this today just just to plant seed for you and remind you to please take care of yourself during this challenging days. As I finish off, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to Crystal from, if you know Crystal, please reach out to her. Her birthday is today. Stephen Russell of the Pugwash area, he celebrated a birthday yesterday. And Franny Hubbard is celebrating a birthday tomorrow on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Fran. I would also like to send my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one during these recent days, especially sending my condolences to Lacey Fisher. Lacey lost her father, Stephen Pauly, last week. And we know, I know, this is a very difficult time for Lacey and for her family. So uh, thinking of them. Also, anyone else who has lost a loved one recently, please accept my sympathies. I would like to thank CFTA 107.9 for this opportunity to provide you with my weekly MLA constituency update. Please take care of yourself. Please take care of others. Take care of your mind, body, and spirit. Listen for the constituency update Mondays at 1230 on CFTA 107.9.